Good evening, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today we have a special guest um, on the show. Her name is Dindara. She's my good friend, long, long, long time friend. And we're going to be talking to her, talking about her experiences. Today's subject, we're talking about healing in the body of Christ. Okay, so Dindara is someone who has um, been through an ordeal with cancer. And throughout the period that she's been going through cancer, um, we together as friends, we prayed together, we trusted God through the process. And now she's come out on the other side and um, I've invited her to our show so she can talk about um, her experience and her experience with God as the God who heals her. So Dinora, thank you so much for you know, giving us your time today. I want you to let the listeners know more about you first. So go ahead and tell us about yourself, Dinara. So, yeah, just speak, just mm-hmm. talk about anything. FYI, Dinora, she's she's Spanish. Spanish is a, he's her main language. So um, those of you who are Spanish listeners, Dinara might have some words that she might say in Spanish for you guys to, <laughs> to kind of understand what she wants to explain to you. So. Dinar, just say anything. Just uh, tell us about yourself first. Tell us who you are. Um, I know that you are a grandma, but just start from the top and tell us about Well, uh, good evening. My name is Dinora Lucio, and I met uh, Gloria at the gym. She yeah. has been really, really nice friend to me, a blessing. Always praying ago, right? for me. We've, we've, been, <laughs> we've been friends for over five years now, right? Oh, yeah. First, yeah. I run more than five years because I started working out when my son uh, had one year old and now oh, he's seven. Okay. How old is he now? He's seven. So, oh wow, that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's and I'm um, a full-time mom, full-time grandma. I take care of my grandson that was given to me by his mom. And I used to be a housekeeper. I run my own business, a small business, and now throughout all this uh, process with the breast cancer, since I was diagnosed, uh, thanks God I have never stopped working. Okay. I be, uh, I was working through. You were working through even through chemotherapy. Through chemo, yeah, oh, yeah. being bald and <laughs> no eyelashes, no eyebrows, oh, but wow. I was still showing out to work. Uh, so, pr- no, pretty much to keep myself busy. Busy, right? Uh-huh. I want to hear, when you first, when the doctors first told you that you had cancer, how, how did you feel? What was it like initially when you went to the When they first told me, I knew it. You knew it already? I, I knew it. So, uh, you kind so, of suspected? Yeah. When I went to the doctor to hear about my results, mm-hmm. I, I knew that it was cancer. I knew it since the moment they told me that they saw something stranger and they needed to do a biopsy is when I first knew, oh, oh this is cancer. So it, how did it has you know be Because first, back then, when I found my lump, it was really, really tiny, tiny, tiny lump. And like a chickpea. And I felt two of them on my right breast. And I always put myself like on second place, always. Like if I feel sick or something, I always like, oh, I can handle it. I'm just gonna go work. But this time I I asked my husband, I told him, um, I'm feeling like alarmed. Do you feel it? And he said, yes, I can feel it. So I call the doctor on the next day because that was on a Sunday when I first uh, found the, the first lump. And on Monday, I called to the doctor and I uh, make an appointment. And well, she told me, yeah, I can feel it. And she measured it and everything. And she said, well, I'm going to send you to get a mammogram. Yeah. And they did a mammogram and ultrasound. And so they told me, no, we don't see nothing abnormal. So, uh, that time, it never crossed my mind. 
uh, it could be cancer. So I came back home and they make a follow-up within six months. And so I was yeah, okay. But then um, I noticed that the lumps was uh, growing, growing bigger. So I called the doctor and I told her, and she said, okay, well, come to my office so we can take a look. And she said, yeah, uh, it is growing, but uh, you're gonna have a next, uh, uh, another mammogram. So let's just wait for your other mammogram. I went to my second appointment and the same. Oh, we don't see nothing stranger. We're just gonna keep uh, checking on it and see if something changed. And my husband say that, but and but at that time, um, he was gonna tell me I think it's cancer, but he didn't wanna say it. And and I wasn't even thinking about cancer at all. At all, never crossed my mind. But then uh, I had my next appointment, and then COVID start and everything. They closed, and and I was not worried about it. So instead of going for my appointment uh, for six months, it, it it passed like a whole year without me getting my third. Uh, mammogram and ultrasound so um, by that time my tumor was uh, big like 10 10 times bigger than uh -huh. oh, yeah wow. so I I called to the ARR the ER ER like the hospital no 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 AR the oh, the, uh, the where they do the imaging, the, the ARA. Okay, uh -huh. yeah. I called them and I set up an appointment, and then the lady told me, "Okay, the doctor is gonna see the results, the pictures that I took, and everything, and he's gonna come and talk to you." And then is when I start like something is not is wrong, and then yeah, they told me, "Oh, well, get dressed. We're gonna talk to you in the office." And then he told me, we're seeing something stranger and we need more, uh, we need to do more uh, test. tests. Uh, we're gonna order an, a biopsy. Okay. And so I went to another clinic. They sent me to a different clinic for the biopsy. And what well, they saw that the uh, tumor was like really big was like half of my breast already and they were asking me why you and I said no I I, I found it when it was little yeah. but they never see something wrong but they were like oh why you wait all this time to come and I said no I didn't wait that much longer it's just that this happened this way yeah well when they did the biopsy um, I knew it was, I don't know, but I, I just knew it, it, this is cancer. I don't well, know how. When you knew at that point, how were you feeling? Were you feeling like scared, anxious? What do you? What were you feeling at that time? I was feeling that I, I just wanted to hear that word, to be like... To just confirm. Confirm. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I just need to hear that word to confirm that and start treatment and get over it and just for me has been like I don't know God has given me the strength and to not fear to not be afraid to not so be afraid like, like no I have I have always put in my head and my thoughts and uh, oh I'm, I'm just gonna get over it I'm, uh, I'm gonna do whatever I need to do treatments I need to do and and get it done and I'm gonna be healing. So, yeah, and pretty much has been like that because, uh, well, the doctor told me, well, this is cancer and I was like, yeah, 
I was just waiting for you to compliment. And um, just remove my breast. And he said, no, it's not that easy. Yeah. We have to go, go through. Uh, well, he first offered me to do chemo first and shrink the tumor. And if it wasn't like working, then move to radiation. And then after all those treatments, just do like a lumpectomy to remove whatever that was left from the tumor. And because I first asked him to just remove my breast, and he said, no, it's not that easy. And once your breast is gone, it's gone. So I'm just trying to save your breast. And I said, well, I don't really care. I just want this to to be over. And he said, no. Well, then I was sent to another uh, specialist. And then the um, doctor told me, no, we're going to first do a mastectomy and probably we just can put you in a pill for five years. Because they did more tests on me and they found out that my cancer wasn't uh, genetic. So uh, they say that since it wasn't like on my genetics, my uh, chances for cancer to come back were like lower. Oh, lower? Okay, lower. okay. Uh-huh. So, so it wasn't genetic, meaning that it's not, you didn't inherit it from your family line or anything no. like Okay. Yeah. And I asked her, well, how I got cancer? She said, well, it could be from food, from chemicals, wow. something that you were exposed to. So we're back. Uh, apologize for that pausing break. And Nora had to, um, you know, attend to her kids. Kids uh, have priority whenever, <laughs> whenever parents are doing anything. All right. So Dinara, you were telling us about how um, they, you, they went, they took you to another specialist, and they, you know, they did more tests. And, and at that point, um, you said that you weren't scared because of the fact that you, you your mind was already prepared. Now. I know that you're a praying woman, you're a Christian woman. When you first told me uh, about the cancer, I, I the first thing that that happened to me was that I went on my knees and I started to cry and pray to God that this is my friend, you know, she's a, she's a young mother, she has young children, you know, I began to cry to God. And then I remember um, that season was a season when um, we were having discipleship classes with one of my friends. And my friend made the suggestion that if you have a friend who's going through anything, I want you to call them, put them on a calendar and call them every week and start praying for them. And that's when me and you, Mm -hmm. we started to join together and we started to pray on a weekly basis, trusting God, believing God. So I want you to, how important, a lot of people don't realize this because people tell me, um, so many people have cancer, so many people are going through cancer. How important is prayer to difficult process? Well, it's uh, the most important for yeah. me has been, I put God first. I was just like, uh, okay, I, I talk to God always. I, I talk directly to him. Yeah. Some people say, oh, you're crazy. No, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Some other friends say, no, you're denying your diet. Your diagnosis, and I say, no, I'm not. But I know that God, if God wants me to go through this, I will go. Because I know that He's walking with me through all this process that I'm gonna go through all this thing that was like uh, unknown. Like, Mm -hmm. unknown. I, I was like, I heard the word cancer before, but I was not like, realizing how how dangerous it is how bad it is and honestly uh after uh, now that i'm mostly done with everything i'm like realizing when i hear other people oh cancer has came back in my body and and i ask god why why i don't feel the same way why i don't worry 
for cancer coming back. I was just waiting for me to be like um, done with my chemo and everything to start like uh, for my hair to grow back, to go back to the gym, to to just like uh, recover my life, like mm -hmm. my everything that I was used to do before cancer was uh, in my life. And when the doctor told me, oh, it's cancer and we're gonna do more tests on you, genetic tests, uh, PET scan to see if it's spread and one of other friends that I have, because I, I started going to the church before all this okay. start. And that's something that I thank my friend when she invited me to go and start like going back to pray God, to read Bible, to all those kind of stuff. And I'm glad that I say yes. Yeah. Because I will be feeling like, oh, now that I need, I'm going to look for God. But God was already like walking me through all this process, preparing, preparing me, preparing you for preparing this. Preparing yeah. me. So now I know why I say yes when she invited me. I now I understand why God was like looking for me, like Dinora. Yeah. You need to uh, come. draw closer to you. To yeah. yeah. You, need to uh, you need to bend your knees because you're gonna go through something difficult difficult yeah. for you and you need to be prepared and well when I was diagnosed with cancer thanks God I was not like I I never cry mm -hmm. I never ask him why I never say oh I'm gonna die what is gonna happen I was like okay what do I need to do to get rid of this and well my friend invited me to um, uh, I don't even remember how we call it in Spanish. But she invited me for like a night that you gathered with I her. Uh, that you stay pray like hearing uh, okay, uh, praise, uh, testimonies and So like a crusade? Is it a crusade or is it just like a fellowship night? Like a fellowship night because okay. it, it ends like in the middle of the night. Okay, gotcha, okay. Like at midnight. And she said, Dinora, you want to come with me to um, Alice, Texas? And I don't know why in my mind I was like thinking that Alice, I know where is Alice, Texas, because I've been there before. But for some reason I was thinking that, oh, it's in San Antonio. And I don't know why that was happening to me. Yeah. And, and I told her, oh yeah, I can go. I was thinking like, oh, it's just like 45 minutes driving. And she said, well, okay, it's going to be on Friday night. And they always say it's going to be a beautiful night, praying and uh, listening to uh, music. Music. Yeah. Worship music. Worship music. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm coming. But in my head, I was like, oh, 45 minutes driving there, yeah, I'll go. And then she called me and said, can I uh, ride with you? And I say, yeah, I'm, I'm just going my, on my own. And but that time I knew I had cancer. And I say, yeah, I'm coming. And um, when I went to pick her up at her house and I start driving, I was taking the way to San Antonio. And she said, where are you going? And I said, well, we're going to the church. And she said, but it's not on that way. We're going to Alice. And it's almost like two and a half, three hours driving. Oh my God, I got confused. I thought it was just Nancy. And I said, whoa, now I have to go because she's she, she's going and she doesn't have nobody else to go. But I knew God wanted me to go there. And maybe if that night when she invited me, I knew it was like, Two, three hours I would say no <laughs> but said, yeah maybe God like blocked my mind that night yeah. when she invited me and I said well okay well let me drive and so yeah we went there and then the uh, well, I don't know how to say it in English but the hermano the other uh the organizers oh, okay the organizers the organizers 
he started like uh, introducing himself and talking about how that night was gonna be and what they were gonna be talking about. They say this is a healing, healing crusade. Okay. Uh -huh, healing okay. night, and I was like, I didn't know it was for a healing. Okay. Like mostly like people that is sick wanted to go there. Yeah. And I didn't know, and I, and then. I'm a uh, Catholic, mm -hmm. and they say we're gonna have, um, mm, when they take mm, the bread that they give us. The Holy Communion? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So, um, I didn't know that was gonna happen there mm -hmm. and everything. And I remember the first time back then, like, Eight years ago, when my friend invited me first to uh, one of those nights to have an end, uh, to have an end, how you say, like when you see, you kind of like uh, get your in touch with God again. Oh, have an encounter, encounter with God. Encounter with God. Yeah. Um, my I told my friend, I, I just want to go home. Because it was three nights. Yeah. I want to go home. No, they know that way. That, um, you don't know what God has prepared for you. And I told her, I remember I told her, <laughs> you know what? Everyone is crying. Everyone is feeling the spirit and everything. And I'm not. And she said, but you have to wait. I, I do cry. I do feel the presence of the spirit. But I just feel that God hasn't even looked at me. And that's what I told my friend like eight years ago. And she said, no, don't say that. And well, then um, I'm glad that I kept going and going to yeah. all those uh, yeah. nights when they invited me. But then on that night when they brought the Holy Bread or the Holy Communion, the right? Holy Communion okay. and they start like, uh, you know, people start praying more and the worship uh, music and everything yeah. and you start like feeling that the spirit yeah. of God the is spirit, there yeah. and and I remember that I closed my my tumor and I told God because I remember eight years ago I said God just walked walk through <laughs> my side and didn't look at me and I told God uh, don't walk without looking at me and um, and just help me and give me the strength that I'm gonna need uh, to remove this cancer because I was in my head sure that cancer it was just on that lump not in my whole body not spread at all so I had a, like a really really uh, beautiful night there with God presence and everything and I came home and it was a long drive back in the middle of the night and I was like okay let's go the reason that I don't like to drive in the night is because I don't see all like really good but for some reason God blocked my mind to not realize that it was so far and everything so I went it was a healing night and it was just like for me to be there God wanted me to be there so when I came home, I told my husband, my husband said, I was, and I said, I'm healed. God already healed me. I just need the doctor to remove this and I'm gonna be healed, fine. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. And my friends start saying, I think you're denying. No, 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 God already, because God talked to us. Yeah. And I knew somehow God told me that you're gonna be fine, you know, that it's gonna be a rough time but you're gonna be fine. And my family was scared because I had to lose uh, my friend from cancer just like three months ago. And she was diagnosed and she only lasts like four months. So when my kids, my all my family knew her, she was a friend that used to come here and spend time in, with my kids and with myself and everything. So when, when they knew that my friend had cancer, they were like, oh, uh, because she also has like little 
babies and everything. So when I told them I have cancer, they were like, are you gonna die like like her? And I say no. And then I told my 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 son, my older son, he's 22, because he was afraid. And I told him, uh, do you trust God? And he said yes. And do you trust me? Yes. Well, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna die. I know I'm gonna die, but not from cancer. I I just deny to die from cancer. I'm not gonna lose my battle with cancer. That's what I always have thinking. But I have been praying God, like talking to him, praying. I have never asked him like, oh God, heal me. If I have to go through all this, I will go, but you have to go with me. So I I really like, because you've told me this story, this story before, and I really like the rawness of, of your testimony, right? Because I remember when you told me the first time you went to that crusade and you saw people falling on the floor, and you said like, I don't think God saw me. Like, God just looked past me and just walked past me. But now that you're even telling me this story, you didn't tell me this this part where you actually went to the, the second crusade. The second, and yeah. And literally said to God, um, don't walk past me this time, mm-hmm. you know? But sometimes my son, I, I tell my son to pray, and then he says, uh, I don't know what to say. And then I just tell him, well, just say hello. How are you? Like. Today was a difficult day. Today was a trying day. Can you, you know, um, help me get a better day? Help me get a. But the most, the most raw thing about your testimony, I love the most, is when you said you didn't ask God why me. You just told God that give me the. If I have to go through this, that's fine. Or give me the strength to go through this. I think that's really important for people to hear. For people to hear the fact that no matter what we go through in life. If we are meant to go through it, let us go through it, but always trust in God that God is with you, even in the midst of that struggle that you're going through. So I think your testimony is a really beautiful testimony. So once they, you finish your your chemotherapy, your radiation, and then you went back for test. I like the part where you, you tell us about how the doctors couldn't believe your numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us about and, that story. Uh, when... Uh, because they uh, sent everything, well, they told me when they did the biopsy, mm-hmm. they, they told me, Dinora, we're gonna send the biopsy uh, uh, examples or whatever they took uh, to California because we need your score numbers mm-hmm. to <clears throat> uh, discuss your treatments and everything. And when they did the surgery, um, my tumor was like big. Mm-hmm. I could like, it start like a chickpea, mm-hmm. but at the end it was like 11 sediments. 11 sediments. 11. So that's like a, a big mango? With, yeah, it a was. Mango. Because I remember that I could like put oh, my hand oh, wow. here and hold it there. Like, completely so they removed all my breast and um, when they uh, got all the results the size of the tumor the uncle score it was I think it was 27 and um, they pulled they told me we're gonna do an injection so because it, that is gonna turn your uh, lymph nodes mm-hmm. blue, and it's gonna help us to the know how many we need to okay. pull out. To like, they're gonna turn blue if they have cancer. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And they told me that by the size of my tumor, probably I was gonna lose like 20, 30 lymph nodes. I didn't even know we had that much on this <laughs> side and my arm was gonna be like useless and everything and okay well when i woke up from surgery and they told me we only pull out uh five limbs nodes and wow that's nice because i was they told me like any from 25 to 30 and and they say and only two came out 
uh, with uh, a little bit of blue, so little, that they have to send them to, uh, they have to uh, like look at them with the telescope mm -hmm. because uh, the cancer wasn't showing like just like with a normal skin. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the, it was only two limbs now that was barely starting getting like blue. It wasn't cancer there yet, but uh, they, they turned blue. So they removed five, okay. but only two were with uh, with cancer. Let's say cancer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why they told me, Dinora, you need to do uh, chemo. You need okay. to do radiation and stay on the pill for for those many years, okay. ten years. And yeah, and then what was the other thing that the doctor told me that he couldn't believe? When your white blood cells were determined. Oh yeah, yeah. because uh, um, after chemos, I was always with. Um, they had to um, reschedule my chemos because uh, my blood uh, white cells, my they were really low, and so they had to cancel my chemos for a week so I can recover because what chemo does is killing all cells, mm -hmm. good and bad. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my chemo was every, the first four were every week. And the rest, the other 12 were every other week. So I only had like two weeks to recover all those cells. Yeah. And I was always like, three times they have to reschedule. Instead of waiting two weeks, they were waiting three for me to recover those cells. But when I was done with chemo, and radiation, and they did a blood test, blood lab work, something like that. They were surprised at my levels. Uh, I guess they asked for everything. It, it shows, like, if there's more cancer in your cells, it shows also on your blood work and everything. And then the doctor said, you know, it doesn't even seem that you went through chemo. And I said, why? Because your white cells are like really good numbers. And the red one, of course, they always recover a little bit faster, but the white ones were like the ones that I was always really, really low. Yeah. And my energy, everything, I, it has been, it has changed, but not like, well, you're seeing me. Whoever that see me doesn't, if I tell them that I just went through chemo and radiation, they're not going to believe me. Yeah. Because I'm even working out. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, we just went to the gym two days ago, right? Mm -hmm. two, two, three days ago. And uh, Dinora was kind of pushing the big weights. <laughs> uh -huh. Everyone is looking at her and I'm telling, her, telling them that Dinora just survived cancer. She just, you know, just came back. Yeah, and... And I know that all this strength and all this, like, uh, how to say, me feeling like not fair, not, how you say that? I don't fear. You're not afraid, yeah. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Not I don't afraid fear. Yeah. And I don't even think that cancer is going to come back. Yeah. And you know, your, your mind is powerful. Mm, your, your mind is powerful yeah. because I have a friend that was diagnosed with cancer like two weeks ago, mm -hmm. two weeks before me. Two weeks before you, okay. She called me and she started like, oh, Dinora, like asking me like, what doctors are you going to see? So like, just like to help her to make better the choices with the doctors. So barely we start like with this, uh, Treatments like mostly uh, like at the same time, and her situation has been completely different to mine oh, wow. because well, chemo affects you so much, uh, hands, the small hands, feet, and everything. And I don't know if it's because I keep working, not as I used to work before, but like at least cleaning two houses per day. I mean, two houses per week. 
I just took it too for a day. And, but that keeps me like getting up from bed and staying there. My grandson asking me for breakfast and everything. And my husband sometimes get upset and he say, you cannot take care of a kid right now. And I say, no, just let me do it because he is the one that keeps me like moving. Because if it wasn't for him coming and asking me for food, for water, just to be with him, I would be just being on bed. So that little boy has keeping me like, uh, because it has been days when I have to drop myself from bed because my energy and, and also God has uh, like, I had to take a lot, a lot, a lot of medication. I had to, they prescribed me a pill to take after chemo for four nights for me to be sleeping and not feeling all those sickness after. But I was just, the first night I asked the, the nurse when she was giving me the first chemo and I told her, what is going to happen if I don't take the pills? You better take it because you're going to regret it. So when I got home and I said, God, I don't want to take those pills. They already gave me too much pills. They gave me like six or seven pills on a bottle. And then the, the chemo, what they call red devil, they call it that way because it's like basically it's bleaching you all inside. And I told God, God, I don't want to take the pill. I'm not going to take it the first night. And I was kind of scared. And then I lay down and I was like, I'm not going to take it. I just, if I'm going to have to suffer some kind of pain, I'm just going to offer it to you for all those little kids that they don't need to be dealing with this. And I was laying down and I was kind of afraid, ah, what if, if we start like hurting really bad? And I was, and I, and I started feeling my body different. And I was like, oh, should I take it? No, I'm just gonna touch. And I fall asleep and I woke up like night. And my friend, the other one with cancer, going with the chemo, she told me, my, my, my husband, my mom, they come to my room because I spent four, those four nights like knocked down. And they just come and check if I'm still alive. And are you taking those pills? No. I'm just doing my life like, <laughs> like if nothing is happening to me. And I'm just trusting God. And yeah, I survived without pills all my 12 schemas. But I was always talking God first. I don't want to take it. I want to do this. And and somehow he was telling me, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't take them if you don't want. I'm here with you, and we're going to go together to all this process. And I never took my pills. I have all my pills that I'm going to go and take back. I don't know. When they pick up pills that you don't, <laughs> that you have left, because I never took well. the pills. Not, not even pills for nausea, or, because all those side effects yeah. chemo give you. No, I was just, just wow. trusting God and giving me the strength to go through all that. And I was also thinking that, I, I think that when people start uh, first dealing with cancer, there was not so many medication. And they were surviving, <laughs> some. And I said, well, I'm not going to take them. Yeah. And I, because I'm really bad to take medication, Gloria. Thanks God, I was always a healthy person. <clears throat> I only used to go to the hospital to have my babies. Sometimes when I was sick with flu or something, I was like, oh no, I'm still getting up and everything. So I'm really bad to take medication. So bad. And those pills, I was just taking them because they were given to me before the chemo wow. to help with all those side effects. But once I got home, I'm, I'm really bad, like following steps, rules. Or, yeah. You need to take them. If you're not here to see me, I'm not going to take them. <laughs> well, it's, it's really interesting how you trusted God through the process. And, and, uh, and we now we're on the other side, thanking God for healing, thanking Him for, you know, being 
your strength even when you were facing those difficult seasons you know giving you the strength and the grace to grow through those seasons and now the doctor says you know you're clear of cancer and you yeah. know you you can you can only through it all you can only say truly it was God who was yeah. there with you they told me there's no evidence of cancer but there's also no evidence in my body that I just finished chemo oh, because wow. my my counts were normal wow. and I I do my part I take some juices veggies uh, and some kind of stuff that help to uh, develop your white cells and yeah. everything but um, yeah but you know God again is the healer and I I'm, I'm gonna have my surgery to reconstruction on the 13th and yesterday I went to church and this is something that I always when I go to church and I talk to God and I talk always like thanks God because you give me another day, another opportunity to come and see you, come and talk to you because I feel that I'm talking to him like more directly when I'm at church. But I always ask him, God, I'm not asking you to heal me from my sickness, but to heal me from all the things that you don't like for yeah. me. Like all my sins and everything because what I do really fear most like I don't fear to die from cancer or from any other thing I do fear to not go to his presence that's something that I want him to like prepare me and help me to to do things right to do I'm, I know I'm never gonna be perfect, but uh, to try my best to be a better mom, a better friend, a better wife, better. So yeah, you are right, Denora. Um, we we can't really be perfect, but through His grace, through His will. I think today, so um, I teach Sunday school. Uh, every Sunday at our church and one of the things that I said today is um, you know like when people die and they say the person is in heaven like they say Kobe Bryant is in heaven how do you know Kobe Bryant is in heaven you know if he was worshiping God because heaven is where God exists and where his angels are right so if you don't know how to worship God and if God doesn't invite you into his presence how do you think you're going to be in his presence in the end um, I, I, I know that that is the one prayer that we always pray. Lord Jesus promises that he will take us to where he is so that we will be there where he is. So you make a really great point when you say that um, it's not so much I want God to heal me from my sickness. I want God to heal me from anything that will keep me from being in his presence. In his presence, on his grace. Yeah, that is so, that is so profound. Mm-hmm. So what will you share, Dinar, uh, what would you share with people who might be going through chemo, maybe, uh, or, or even, you know, they just heard that they have cancer for the first time and they're scared, they don't know what to do. What would you, what would be your advice to them? I think that, and what I would say is that to, to ask God for strength and to accept if we have to go through this sickness and I know that cancer is a word that many, many of us like bear, but um, I also feel that like like cancer is like, um, like somehow it knows that all oh, this is uh, I, I got her. Mm. She's fair of you me. Feel like cancer is a spirit that yeah, knows. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. He knows, but you have to ignore him and you know, tell him, you're not gonna win. If I have to lose my breast in this battle, okay, take it. You wanna take it. You want my liver, take it. But we have to trust God. Most important is trust God. 
and ask him for strength and ask him and tell him, okay, God, if this is my time, if you want me to be done on this world for this sickness, just prepare me. If I still have, because many, many of us don't have the chance to know that we're going to die. They just come and take you. you. You know, maybe you're not sick, but something else is going to happen. And you're not prepared. You don't even like worship God and need to his presence and say, God, okay, uh, my time might be over. And that's something that maybe a person like me that is diagnosed with cancer knows I'm going to die because the doctor is telling you you have cancer. Yeah. And most of us see cancer as a, like like a taker. Yeah. He's going to take you. Yeah. And probably it will, but we, we should not fear. And we just have to thank God that at least we have the opportunity to turn our, like, if we're going on the wrong way, yeah. at least you, you have the opportunity to, to turn, to turn and you know what, God? Okay. If I'm gonna die, I wanna be on your prison. Mm -hmm. If you're giving me the opportunity to change everything that I've been doing wrong, I'm thankful that somehow you're letting me know that my time is over. Yeah. And I wanna change everything. Because yeah. many of us don't have the opportunity yeah. to realize that your life can end anytime yeah. and, and and you never do nothing to be on grace with God because you don't know that you're gonna die yeah. right it just comes but when you get a diagnosis like cancer or any other diagnosis at least you have the opportunity to regret what is what you're doing wrong to talk to your family, to your kids, to try to do things right with them. I think that's something that I'm thankful, yeah. that at least I could like try to do better all this yeah. time because uh, my time can be over. Yeah. But I don't know because I have never been afraid of cancer. Um, somehow, I don't know, God gave me this strength and I'm thankful for that. Um, I have been feeling bad for my husband because he's like, I'm not ready to be by myself. He told me, no, 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 I'm not ready to be by myself. And he also <laughs> told me something, that, nah, you're going to be fine. Why? Yeah, because uh, God don't take bad people. <laughs> you still have a lot of things to take. <laughs> And I said, well, oh, somehow it's good to hear that because, yeah, it's true. Maybe I still have a lot of things to say. <laughs> yeah. But, but all jokes aside, though, you, you um, remind me of, uh, remember Greg? It's Greg, the, Greg Mitchum? Oh, yeah. The, the guy who was at the gym with us. The gym. I was I, thinking was a... of him three days ago when I was laying on the floor doing uh, sit-ups. Yeah. And I was like. Thank you, God, that uh, I had the opportunity to pay him back because yeah. you were happy to break. I just, I just, I remember him because when I first heard that he had cancer, I was kind of looking for his number on my phone so I could call him and, and we could pray together, you know? And then when you told me that Greg had died, I, I felt so sad because I didn't get that chance to call him and, and, and to, pray. to pray with him or, or to do anything. and. I felt I felt really like a sense of sadness and it just made me realize that sometimes even when you're in the midst of the trouble and you feel like your your life is about to be to come to an end right at that point it's the point where you should you know hold even more to God that if this is it then yes forgive me my iniquities let me get the access to your presence let me not be cut off from your presence so I pray, I pray for everyone who might be going through a difficult season this time. Um, Dinero is a, what she's gone through is a miracle. The fact that she's got she's gotten healed from cancer is, is a miracle. Um, I want you to continue to have faith in God, trust in God, even 
through difficult seasons, know that he himself said, Christ carried our sicknesses, bore our infirmities, and by his stripes we were made whole. That is the faith that we grasp onto first and foremost. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you won't go through difficult seasons. It doesn't mean that you won't go through sicknesses. Even Jesus said um, concerning uh, separating the sheep from the goats, he said that I was um, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. So the expectation is that as a Christian, you will go through difficult seasons. You will go through sicknesses. But how it turns out on the other hand is your trust, your faith in God. So whether we live, whether we die, we live unto God, we die unto God, and we look for, to his presence. So, Venera, thank you so much again for sharing your testimony with us. Um, we will continue to keep in touch with Venera. She will tell us more of her story uh, in the future. And Venera, thank you. You're Once welcome. Again. Yeah, we have to keep trusting God because even Jesus, when he was in the cross, he felt the absence yeah, of God yeah. when he said, God, you have abandoned me. Yeah. But God didn't. Yeah. But he has to go through that yeah. for salvation. Yeah. So that's what I don't, I, I just say, that, okay, if I have to go, just keep me that promise to be on your presence. Yeah. But tell me to work on my mistakes yeah. to go because I'm not going to go if I don't worship God, if I don't pray, if I don't, um, uh, well, I have to uh, stop doing things that are not good to God. I, I don't find another words to say it, but the, that's basically what I want to say. Like, we have to keep trusting God through all this process, good or bad. And if, like I told you, at least we have the opportunity to regret yeah. everything and ask God for the strength to, to go okay. through the process. Because it's not easy. Thank you. It is, it is not easy at all. It is not an easy process. Um, I, I haven't gone through chemotherapy or cancer. Life has its own curveballs that it can throw you at any time and season. May, some of you out there who are listening, it may not be cancer, it may be a difficult family situation, but in everything, in another season, trust God, have faith, believe that he's able to do whatever he promises. Okay, all right, well, thank you guys once again for listening to this episode. I hope you, ha you picked up something here. I hope that this episode blesses you. And I hope you learn to hold on to your faith, believe in God, even through the trying seasons, believe that he's a healer, believe that he's a resurrector of the dead, believe that he's the God who is with you when you go through the fire, when you go through the water. Until next time, I'm going to say, see you all later, later. Thank you again for listening.